Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ex-Mormon Files. I'm your host, Bishop Earl. Again, happy to have you with us. And we're still with Kim Thorne Harper. What a delightful lady and a lot of interesting perspectives and stories. And she's just recently out of the church within the last year after 50 years in the church. Sounds similar to my story. Mm -hmm. And just uh, an interesting perspective on a lot of different things. So you were, you were mentioning to me during our break that... Uh, that you had something you wanted to mention about temple and temple marriage or something. Okay, so this, if you've watched the first episode, you'll see that uh, um, I started dating after I had become a widow and I married my husband, Michael, and everything was fine until I went into full faith crisis. Um, this was in September, October of 2017. And he was okay, you know, until his son came home from his mission. In fact, he even said, as you mentioned last time, I didn't marry the church, I married you. Right, Which I right. thought was so sweet because that's, it really that is. really should be the, uh, you know, our love should be based on our love for each other, not for the, whether we're a member of the church or not. Oh yes, amen but, to that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry to interrupt there. So his son came back from his mission in November and that changed the dynamics in the house a little bit. Oh, what happened? Um, all of a sudden, my husband is, is questioning things uh, <laughs> because he's spending a lot more time with his son who's just got back from his mission, oh. and which is a normal thing. You know, and he's, the son's encouraging him to become more active. And, exactly. Yeah. Um, or to question why we're not getting married in the temple. So he comes to oh. me and he says, it's really too bad that we can't get married in the temple. And I'm like, oh, oh boy. Here we go again. Here we go again. <laughs> And I don't know if a light came on or a light bulb, or let's just call it the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Told me exactly what to tell him. And I said, you know what? Let's just say that I'm still a member of the church, right? Okay. I said, there's something wrong with you being able to get married again, sealed in the temple with other women, but I'm not allowed to because I'm sealed to my first husband. So even if I were still a member, that still wouldn't happen. Right. And he sat there and contemplated that. But now that I've left, it's definitely not a possibility. And guess what, Mike? There's no marriage in heaven, I said. I just found out that there's no marriage in heaven. And I said, there's this story in Matthew. Do you remember the reference, Matthew? Yeah, I think he was, he was like 20 and 20. 23 or something. I, I remember you wrote it down. I, well, it's a story about a woman who was married um, to a family that had seven brothers. Right. And she lost her first husband, just like me. And then every time that her husband would die, she'd marry the next brother, and it went on to seven times. Yeah. And then it goes on and, and it says that... In heaven, there's not to be given in marriage. I can't remember the exact words. Well, yeah, they, they're asking, who, who will she be married to in heaven? How and, do you choose? And Jesus says, um, I know Jim out there knows the quote, <laughs> but you're right, there's no mm -hmm. marriage given in heaven. Um, and how do you choose, if you love someone enough to marry them, how do you choose? And that's what they're asking LDS women to do. Yeah. Is choose which husband you want to be sealed to. And as I learned with this new Jesus that was much bigger than the Jesus that I knew in Mormonism, <laughs> I learned that he would not make us choose. 
I believe that in heaven all things are fair, all things are taken into consideration, and everyone should have the right to be happy without any limitations. Yeah. That was a relief to me to find out there's no marriage in heaven. Mm. I kind Huge of, weight off my shoulders. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. And so you, you didn't have to worry about that. Exactly. A, it was know. like, yay. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, great. Well, I think we've moved along into your... Um, so you had talked about something that happened in March and April or so. Was this, through, this is when the son came home from the mission? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my son's down in Argentina, and here I am, and, you know, I'm working through my faith crisis, and it's a very painful part, process, sure. no doubt. And you were actually with me when I went to my first Christian service in Brigham City, the Main Street Church. Yeah, you called and we, Carla and I decided, mm -hmm. hey, if you're going to go, we'll meet you there and we'll go. And so That was such a kind gesture that you called all the way from Salt Lake to Brigham oh, City. Well, and we I, love... I just couldn't even believe that people would do something like that for me and I'm straight out of Mormonism. And, and uh, okay. Well, so we I'm love getting... Main Street Church, yes. so any and excuse to get there. They're yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, I'll believe any excuse to go there. They're great. And it's it's been my church just really close to where I live. Anyway, so here I am making the transition from Mormonism to Biblical Christianity. I am not going to become an atheist. I'm not going to go agnostic. I still believe very strongly in Jesus Christ yeah. and, and have found out, and, and I had to be mentored through this because this is not an easy thing. It's your whole life is encompassed in this. Yeah. So I've got my son leaving on a mission. I know it's not a true church. <laughs> not the true church. Yeah. In fact, it's not only a true church, it's, it's a false gospel. and uh, Certainly not biblical. <laughs> and I, it's really hard for me. Now, what do I do? I've got, a, I've got a dilemma here. I've got a son who I have promised that I would support him in his endeavors. And yet I'm in full conflict. And I did tell him that I was leaving the church, and I told the family in Argentina, and everybody had a fit and didn't talk to me. For, sure, sure. You know, and uh, I was... I was considered the black sheep. <laughs> no, no, you know, that's no, no surprise there. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, what do I do? And I consulted on these groups that I was meeting all these Christians on, on Facebook. And I said, what do I do? I, I'm, I don't believe in this anymore, yet I'm supposed to believe. What am I supposed to do here? I'm sending my son on. I'm paying for his mission. I've committed to this. And I finally made the decision um, that I was going to support my son in his endeavors and it was going to kill me to, to <laughs> send him it. on a mission. But you'd support him and love him and, and pay do for what the he mission and everything. Do. Well, it's huh. a good mom. And because if I didn't, I would lose my son. Yeah. Well, and it wouldn't show the kind of Christ like love that you that too. are now experiencing. So. And I didn't want to lose my son. I didn't want to lose that sure. relationship with him, even though it was, it was something that I was going through. This is not his fault that I had gone into faith crisis. Yeah. But I'm also battling with the Lord, like, oh, the timing, you know. <laughs> I send him off to go on a mission, and then I go into full faith crisis after 50 years. I mean, the timing is impeccable. Yeah. So it was, it was a lot of things that I was, you know, having to deal with. But what we did do is start praying like crazy. Mm. Got the church to start. We're talking about the Main Street Church and other, other Christian friends of mine. We just started praying like crazy, and I'm talking to everybody. Please pray so that we can work out this situation. I've already made the decision. I'm going to support him. 
and let him be happy and do what he wants to do. Okay? Praying, praying, praying. Come January, January 29th. You know, things take longer in Argentina to get the mission call. He was getting tired of waiting. Oh, really? <laughs> things do, they are not like two weeks here where the, the mailman calls while. you and says, your mission call's here, you know, yeah. in Salt Lake. Uh, down there, it takes a while. And it had gotten so long that, well, my my former brother, well, he's still my brother-in-law, I guess, down in Argentina, looked it up on the internet and they found out he had been called to Barcelona, Spain oh. to learn a new language. That would be the, his third language, Catalan. And uh, Friday night, he calls on Facebook because, you know, we don't call the regular phone. And it was 9.30 at night, and he says, Mom, I just want to let you know the Lord loves me a lot. I've been called to Europe. I've been called to the Barcelona-Spain mission. What do you think of that, Mom? And uh, I'm just surprised that I didn't even hear the phone call come in. And so he left that message there, and, and I said to Mike, he had to set up a Facebook page to announce his motion call. This is like a big deal. Why is he just throwing it at me like this with no excitement? And so I tried to call him back, and it was 1.30 in the morning in Argentina. And I'm just thinking, why did he just do that? It's just very unusual. Hmm. So I turned off my phone. Turned it off. I don't want to know anything. I just want to go to bed, and I'm disgusted with my son. <laughs> Okay. And the next morning, he's desperately trying to get a hold of me and can't get a hold of me because I'm I got the phone off. <laughs> and so he calls my son or my my husband. And he's like, "Your son wants to talk to you." Woke us up on a Saturday morning, and uh, he gets in and he says, "Mom, I want to come home." And I'm like, "You what?" <laughs> and I, he says, "I've rejected my mission call." Oh my goodness. And not only that, he tried to take his life. Oh, over the, over that decision. He he was done. He was he was like, I want to come home. I can't go through with this. He cut his veins, and he had tried to, Commit to kill himself. Oh my goodness. So, like, oh goodness. So, um, you know, the guilt and shame. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Is it because he? didn't feel worthy to go or didn't want to go and didn't, was worthy, didn't want to let everybody down. He had been doing splits with the missionaries. But he didn't want to let people down. He didn't want to let people down. And, and yeah. he said the thing that no mother wants to hear, Mom, will you still love me? He asked you that. Oh. Will you still love me if I come home for my mission? And I just think of how many missionaries come home and... And their parents aren't prepared. Feel rejected. Feel rejected. And the, the whole family has to go through this whole, like, just be patient. And they're not always received with so much compassion. Yeah. And I got thinking, how great is this Lord, this God that I never really knew? <laughs> that he would take me out of Mormonism after 50 years and prepare my heart so that I could come home, so that I could receive my son with the love that he needed after such a traumatic experience. Isn't that amazing? So you didn't judge? There's... I'm okay. Okay. So, so I wouldn't judge him in yeah. a situation like this, which so many do. So many do. Yeah. 
That's so why we have one of the high suicide rates among young people here. Exactly, in the city. especially in the Mormon so much, Belt. So much guilt. So much guilt and shame, and he was worried about that. He was worried that I would come home and judge him, and I, I just think, praise God, that I am not that mom. Yeah. But I could have been. Yeah. I could have been that mom. Put him I mean, on I was a, devout. I went on my own mission. Keep him on a guilt trip, and yeah, yeah, but I wasn't that mom anymore. So I called American Airlines and I'm just thinking, I got to get him back ASAP. I've got to get him back. Yeah. And that was a Saturday. And they said, yeah, we can get him out tonight, but it's going to be a long layover in Miami. And I'm just thinking for a suicidal son, that's not what I want. We don't want him alone. We don't want him alone. Yeah. He needs to be with somebody the whole time. So they, and I said, well, that won't work. What else do you have? And all this time I'm thinking, how much is this going to cost me on an international <laughs> ticket last minute? Sure. This could be cost me an arm and a leg. And I called, and we had enough mileage, and even with leg room that I purchased to make, so it'd be comfortable. It was just over $200. Oh, my goodness. All the way from Argentina. Huh? <laughs> even going down there, I didn't have enough miles. It was at the maximum award ticket, yeah. if you know mileage. It's yeah. an international ticket. Argentina yeah. is as far as Australia. Oh, is it? It's just straight down. Oh. And so, you know, I was able to get the lowest ticket, get him on a, a very good connection. Yeah. And even more than that, I have a friend, American friend who lives down there in Argentina, who happened to be in Miami just 10 minutes away from the airport just when Alan was there. And he went over and visited him. She, she went she and visited him, stayed with him until he took the flight boarded. to Utah. Uh -huh. That's God. Yeah, that's neat. So I get here, and he's not himself. He's a completely different person. Mm. And we had to put him in a hospital within 24 hours. Oh, boy. And get him the treatment that he needed. And now we are actually better. running tests, and he's doing so much better. And we're going to have a diagnosis soon of what he has. So a disability. There is, there is something. Disability. Uh, Definitely. That's too bad. But I just think how much love God has for us to do yeah. things like this. Because my son needed to... He had a different plan for my son. Yeah. He had a different plan, and he said no to the mission. Wow. He said, I have a different plan. I have a plan to actually show you so much love and um, bring you over to me. And now he is making the transition to Christianity. He is. Oh, good for him. Mm -hmm. What a sweet story. Very sweet. Happy well, so ending on that. You've also got another little story that, about music and yes. stuff. Would you share that with us? And this is a happier story, and I'm not going to cry. For some reason, after I lost my husband, I lost my voice, and I've always been super musical, you know. You lost your voice? I mean, I lost my singing voice. I could not even sing normal LDS hymns on tune, you know, like not even the high. I've always been first soprano. And this just happened right after your husband passed? It's like my voice just choked up, and I wasn't able to, like, sing again. And for me, that was like yeah. clipping my wings. Yeah. So you just sat there and during music time and... Whatever, Couldn't huh? sing. <laughs> Couldn't sing. Okay. And this went on for years. And and I remember even telling Dorothy there at the Main Street Church, I said, I've lost my voice. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sing the music here either. Interesting. And one day we have a my house, up, a, a vacation rental up in Logan, and I attended a different church up there. And I just remember, you know, the, the worship team came on. They started singing and... And I started singing, <laughs> but first of all, it was like, I'm singing on tune. It's, my voice isn't cracking. And then all of a sudden, my voice just opened up. Really? 
and it was a voice of joy. Yeah, and you could sing again. And I could sing again. It's not completely restored, but it's getting there, and, and I'm able to sing His praises. Yeah. Isn't it amazing, as you listen to those words now, they're all about Jesus, right? Those praises, uh, hymns yes, of praise yes, and yes, songs yes. of praise. It's all focused on Him. Yeah. I thought that was so different than the first time I went to a Christian church and, and heard, saw those words up there and realized I was just praising Jesus. And everybody else was, too. And they wanted to be there, like you were saying earlier or in, or before, that how we just are happy to go to church. We want to it's be joyful. there. Yeah. Yeah, you it's can see joyful. God's hand in your life, that's for sure. Well, you also wanted to mention something about uh, global songs. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, when I was down in Argentina, um, the state president told me that uh, in the past, in the old hymn book, um, they had some pretty racist hymns. <laughs> they did. <laughs> And he says, well, they've changed it now, but he says that there used to be a hymn that said, even the Mexicans deserve salvation. <laughs> I don't know that one at all. <laughs> I, never, I never became acquainted with that hymn. And, no, I don't know that either. And we laughed about it at the yeah. time, but it's a serious matter. I mean, yeah. And I just remember growing up um, when we lived in one of the small towns we lived in in Kanab, Utah. I was in elementary school. And I've always just been very different than everyone else, more inclusive. Hmm. My best friends were a girl from Thailand who had this big Buddha inside her house. Really? And a Hopi Indian. Oh, <laughs> those are your friends. Huh? Those were my friends because for me, there are no borders. Yeah. Love has no borders and friendship doesn't. And growing up here in Utah, wasn't like that. A lot of all. judgment. Yeah. A lot of judgment. I remember when I when I went away from Utah State, happy to be away <laughs> from my parents and on my own. I had made friends with a a student, a master student who was from Somalia, hmm. and we were friends, only friends. But um, my parents came up to a, a a band concert, and I introduced them. I think my mom just about fainted. <laughs> She said, why do your boyfriends keep getting darker and darker? Oh, my goodness, yeah. And as I was growing up, I never agreed with that teaching. I never. I just, I began to make friends with people of all colors and races, and I just thought, what beautiful people these are. They were so loving and just... And this was even before your mission. I mean, your Long mission. before my mission. Thinking in elementary your, school, yeah. I'm friends with these, these girls that were very yeah. different from the typical Utah girl. Yeah. And I just got thinking, where are these teachings coming from? This is wrong. This is wrong. Yeah. This is wrong. Well, I, I guess we bring that up because the church, it sounds like, is changing their hymns over the next year or two, their hymn books, to be more globally... Uh, taking out patriotic songs and, mm. and doing a little bit more. I don't know all the details, but I've heard that the church is doing that to, to be more acceptable across the world. But So what do you think yeah. of Jesus now? What does he mean to you? Um, Jesus 
has done all of these things for us. All these great things. He's overcome sin, and I'm a sinner. I will include myself in that group. I've tried to save myself through works. That didn't work. The works didn't work. We just can't um, do enough, can we? Just we just can't do anything that he's already done for us. Yeah. And for him to want a relationship with me is beyond amazing. He has such love and such forgiveness. And it's nothing that I have done to deserve. Right. We didn't understand grace as Mormons, did we? It was a foreign concept to me. Yeah. And how beautiful it is to know that He has done this for us without us deserving or working toward it. We have His love, we have His grace, His forgiveness, and His salvation because it is finished in Him. Why does that sound so simple and so godlike? That's why we miss it. Yeah. That's why we miss it. It probably is. We're like the Pharisees that we think there's something more to it, and there really isn't anything more yeah. to it than that. We're trying to earn our way. Mm -hmm. I've said it's so godlike. I just think God is, all we have to do is believe. But not to the extent that we just now can eat, drink, and be merry, right? Nope. No. But we're doing things because of the right reasons now. Yeah. We're following Him because we love Him. And because we have a relationship, not because we're trying to get our brownie points. Yeah, because there's nothing we can do, <laughs> like you say, that he hasn't provided for us or done nope. for us. And nope. Yeah, it's, it's been a... And don't you think the fruit of that beyond love is the fact that we have joy and that we have a freedom and a liberty. Freedom, yes. Yeah, a freedom. Yeah. And this journey has been so interesting. Well, and it's so fresh for you, too, isn't it? I mean, just yes. months here, really. Months out. Months out of one and into another. And it's been so freeing for me to lift so many burdens off of it. You know, I was trying to... Guilt and, guilt and shame. What, what else is lifted The perfection off? myth that's perfection. toxic. Perfection, yeah. It's freed my mind up to the point that I realize we're going to follow our dream as a family. How are you? What are you going to do? We're going to travel the world. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and this is something that I never even imagined would be possible. But because of the, the psychological and social effects of, of Mormonism, it, my mind was blocked in so many ways to realize this is what I want to do. I want to take my boys, you know, on this permanent world traveling lifestyle. Really? And this is a new thing. And we've figured it out. Yeah. We figured out how to do everything. Wow. And you're going to blog about this, I guess. Oh, yes. And again, we'll put your kimthornharper.wordpress.com. Yep. <laughs> uh, people can get a hold of you mm -hmm. and, and read what you're experiencing and going mm -hmm. through. And that's starting here pretty soon, I guess, isn't it? In August. In August. Okay. Well, we'll look forward to hearing the updates mm -hmm. on that. Yeah, well, I'm just proud of you. I, I know it's a tough journey, and I think... Uh, I don't know how how you were able to share that with family and friends. Have you still had some repercussions from brothers and sisters? They've and shunned stuff? me. Have They've they really? shunned us. Yeah. 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 That's that's unfortunately again, that again is. love based on the church, not on love, mm -hmm. <laughs> actual mm -hmm. love. And I, we felt that too. I feel that things will be resolved with time. I love my siblings. Yeah. I absolutely love them. Um, They're all active in the church. Yes. Are they? Yeah. 
I do, and I and I just I believe strongly in this new God or Jesus that He will. I know He's at work. Yeah, I absolutely have oh, full faith that. in Him. Oh yes, yes, yeah. I feel that I I I really do. Stronger and stronger each time as I as my faith and confidence increases in Him. I know He's got our back, and I know that He is going to work things out in time. Would you do anything different with your with your family in terms of sharing your journey with them, or have they even allowed you to? Haven't allowed it. They just don't want to hear about it. No, I sent my sister an email, and I couldn't believe I pushed send after I told her I was leaving the church. I haven't heard back from her since then. Really. Yeah, it's but I know that that God is at work. Well, we hope that, don't we? I mean, oh, we I know pray it is. for the families and we're going to keep praying. And friends, we're going to keep praying that that eventually they will see the light. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. you you made a little quote here that I wanted to to share with everybody. Mm-hmm. Life, beautiful. It's a beautiful life after mm. Mormonism, mm-hmm. uh, if you trust in Jesus and the Bible. And I've certainly felt that that's true. And I think once that mentality happens, once that change of heart, being born again, if you will, um, mm. and for you, I guess that was the moment you were able to sing again. Is that right? Yes, that absolutely. Was, yeah. But to have that moment when, and then you can't go back. No. Nope. I mean, I've had people say, well, what would it take you to get back to the church? And now that we know the history and and the, the theology and, and this grace and salvation and so on. It's uh, there's just nothing to go back to, is there? Once your eyes are opened, you can't turn back. Yeah, and then you, it goes fast. And do you sense more and more people are having their eyes open? Are you seeing more and more of that? I see a movement going on here. Yeah, I see a movement of of people that are first shocked into, you know, <laughs> this isn't what they've been taught. Told. Yeah, it, it absolutely isn't. And you know, it isn't so much about being, showing the church members what's wrong, but maybe even more so showing what's what, what about Jesus. I think that's and about the approach. The I think that's the approach because Mormonism truly does prepare people for atheism. Oh, because yeah. the whole time you're thinking this is the one true church. And if it isn't true, then nothing. Then what's is. next after that? Because you don't trust the Bible. Right, right. It was translated. So you don't turn to the Bible where the truth is truly found, which yeah. was discounted isn't when Joseph Smith said, "As far as it is translated," because if he didn't have to discredit the Bible, he would have nothing else to lead people to, which is the Book of Mormon. Yeah. He had to produce something that would take people away from the truth. From the Bible. Hmm. Well, guess what? We're out of time. Imagine that. All gone. <laughs> well, Kim, it's been delightful. I wish you Godspeed in your journeys, you. and I hope Thank things you. work out for you and your kids and your boy, and especially your other young son is met Dylan, and he's great <laughs> kids, and hope uh, we are blessed. Hope you have a great life, and we're very blessed. Thanks Thank for you. sharing your story. Thank we'll you. see you next time here on the Ex Mormon Files. This has been the audio podcast of The Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. The Ex-Mormon Files is produced by Main Street Church of Brigham City. More information on this program, including the video version of it, can be found at exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. 
Do you have an ex-Mormon story to share? Write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com.